Welcome to Dakota Grappler Live. Your source for wrestling in the Dakotas. We will bring you coach interviews, individual rankings and results. News at all levels. Great conversation, wrestling mindset, and more. Now here's your host, John Gums. John Gums, Dakota Grappler. I tell you what, another great Wednesday night. Got some great guests. We're live both on Facebook and on YouTube. So as you guys start seeing this, if you want to go back and watch it, you just search out Dakota Grappler and you can catch us over there. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to go straight into this. We've got a short amount of time tonight with uh, Coach Kish and Obi Blanc, the, the NDSU wrestling coaches. So they can stand as long as they can, but I'm going to get to them right away. I'll introduce myself. I'm John Gums. I'm owner and editor of Dakota Grappler. Huge uh, fan, especially of NDSU wrestling. I got my Iowa hat because that's that was D1 previous. I'm an old Dan Gable guy and Terry and Troy Steiner, but just love the sport. Promoted it forever, longtime coach. And then I'll go right over to James. James, you can introduce yourself. I'm James Porter, um, the USA Women's Director for Wrestling, as well as the I sit uh, chair for the National Wrestling Coaches Association. North Dakota, and I am the head coach for Mandan Women's Wrestling. Okay, then we got Bill. Yeah, Bill Holton. Uh, just uh, just a big wrestling fan nowadays. Spent uh, a lot of time around the sport. Uh, I uh, it was kind of funny. Went to went to the Bison Open this weekend, and and someone asked me there. They said, "No, Billy's done wrestling. What do you do with your time? All your all your free time?" I said, "Well, I'm sitting in a wrestling tournament all day on a Saturday." So, uh, just to uh, just really like to uh, follow the sport, and it's it's gonna be great to talk to uh, Coach Kish and Coach Blanc tonight. Okay, well then I will start with your assistant coach, Mister Blanc. Why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, hi everyone, I'm Obi Blanc, um, uh, associate uh, head coach here with uh, North Dakota State uh, Wrestling. I'm going into my third season here with the Bison. I'm excited to be here with everyone. I hope we have some fun. Okay. Well, awesome. And Mr. Kish. Yeah. No, I appreciate it, John and, and James and Bill. Great to see you guys here. And uh, Bill, I'm excited to hear hear your questions about the Bison Open. It was a sure, sure a fun weekend. Excited to get into that. But uh, yeah, I've been with North Dakota State here. I want to say I, I, I've been in Fargo here for the last 12 years and uh, have, have, have been able to lead this program for the last 10 of those years. And so really, really happy about where we're at today and, and, and looking forward to continue building. So excited for the night, guys, and, and appreciate your time and, and excited to answer questions. Hopefully we uh, we get a lot of them. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I'm going to ask some background questions first. So uh, Mr. Kish or Roger, I don't know the best way to, to call you Coach Kish. Coach uh, is great. Coach. <laughs> okay. Then we won't, might all answer then. We're all coaches. <laughs> coach. <laughs> but Coach Kish, quick question. Tell us where you grew up, where you started out your and how old and all that stuff give us a little background of your where you're at and i i know your college background but you can go straight to that too a little bit give us about a quick let's say two yeah. minute synopsis <laughs> you got it so born and raised born and raised in a uh in uh a, a town in uh, michigan born and raised in michigan right outside of a, a place called flint michigan it seems to be a relatively popular place here over the last last five or so years but uh yeah, so born and raised right outside of Flint, Michigan, in a town called Lapeer. Um, and, and this is where I essentially uh, began my wrestling career. I was a young young kid, you know, like everybody. I started my wrestling career when one day when my father come home. I have a, a, a brother who's two years older than I am. And uh, he 
you know, I had a father come home and say, Hey, do you guys want to wrestle? And uh, we were actually uh, just on the outskirts uh, of the city limit of a, a town called Davison. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Davison, Michigan, but it's produced many good wrestlers. Um, and, uh, you know, at, at the time, brother and I, all, all we all we knew wrestling to be was what we saw in the in the ring on on a Friday night smackdown. Right. And so this is this is what wrestling was to us. So much to our, our surprise when we walked into a wrestling gym and, and we didn't see the the, the ring and the platform and the turnbuckles. It was like, well, what's going on here? This is, I don't know about this. Right. Um, but ever since then I I've been hooked, my brother and I, we both uh, spent uh, careers in wrestling and uh, you know, led, me, led me to uh, uh, a successful high school career followed by uh, a, a nice career at the university of Minnesota. And then um, uh, of course, transitioning here to, to North Dakota state, uh, to pursue a, a career in coaching. So uh, just a real brief uh, outlook on, on my background and, and, and how I, I ended in, in Fargo, North Dakota. Okay, awesome. Okay, well, I'm going to call you Coach Obi. Coach Obi, give us your background. Uh, yeah, um, I was born in Haiti, immigrated to U.S. mid-'90s, uh, lived in Oregon for a stint, and then really kind of grew up in Florida, uh, southwest Florida, uh, Naples, Florida, um, that's also where I started wrestling, um, uh, kind of got into sport by accident and, uh, <laughs> great accident that's been, uh, for myself and my family in my wrestling career and just had a great opportunity to meet so many great people along the way. Um, but, uh, wrestled there in high school in Florida and, uh, wrestled, uh, my college career began at Lock Haven university. Um, uh, and then, um, at some point I transferred to Oklahoma state. Yeah, I finished my college career there. Um, I was able to be a college All-American and then got into the freestyle scene uh, for about five years, made a national team and uh, two of those years as a, as a, on a world team. And and uh, kind of after that stint of my career was over, I was like, well, love wrestling. I love uh, coaching and helping people and uh, kind of got into coaching, um, started my coaching career at NC State uh, where I was there for five years. And Coach Kiss called me one day and we got to talking about, about some great opportunities, some some things he wanted to do in the future. And, and you know, I, I was bought in 100 percent and wanted to kind of help uh, help uh, build that vision that he's got. And it's been an awesome three years uh, going into my third season. And it's been pretty cool um, to, to see the things that we've been able to do. And uh, he's put together a great staff, you know, a very energetic staff. You know, when we get out of bed every day, we're excited to to continue to do some awesome things and, and build on that legacy that that was already here. So I'm 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 just here in Fargo, living the dream. It's a little windy, but <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, resting room a little little warmer during the winters. Well, I, I tell you what, saying windy is kind of funny. Usually they say cold first, but that's what it is. Very windy. I think I think we've all experienced that. I'd like to add, a Coach Blanc, he uh, he left out a very crucial piece in his career um, that he didn't discuss with you guys, and that's his his experience being a small business owner, and something that I've learned about, and I've been I've been educated in in the the world of small business, uh, mainly in the food in the food uh, world, the realm of, of of that side of it. But uh, quite a good story, and I hope one 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 of you guys ask about his experience uh, as the owner and operator of of a, a small food business. Okay, definitely. Well, we'll get into that. I tell you what, I, I like to hear personal sides because we all have that drive. And guess what? Being a small business owner, I think we all do that. 
you know, as, as wrestling people that, that thrive, because guess what? You always want to do something better. So you grab onto something and you grow it and you grow it and you, and you take ownership. I tell you what, there's nothing better than being a coach because as a coach, every athlete you have, you take ownership and you get so much from them. You, people don't realize that as you build them and, and they grow, you, you grow. And that's what a business does too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So do you guys, first I'll have Bill and James, do you have questions for them first? Absolutely. First of all, I want to know about the food business. I, I was watching Obi standing on the sidelines of the matches and it looked to me like he was ready to wrestle at any moment. Uh, and and still ready to go. So tell us that story. Ah, uh, no, well, it, it's 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 wrestling keeps giving, right? Uh, I was a, I was a coach at a kids club while I was competing and made friends with some some families of the the athletes that you coach and became very close friends, even to, to today actually. Um, and uh, opportunity came up, like, hey, you know, my first job was at a restaurant. Um, the same parent really wanted to open a restaurant. I'm like, you know what, let's do it. And I was fresh out of college. I was like, Hey, you know, with a business uh, degree, I was like, Hey, the best experience is, uh, <laughs> is, 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 is real life. Right. You know, you can read about running a business all you want, but until you start doing some things really doesn't matter. And, and, you know, it, it kind of goes back to, to not being scared. Right. And, and, and taking risks. And it was a good risk, great opportunity to learn on the go. We end up, uh, <laughs> we started a, a theme restaurant, uh, Mass Wrestling Mucha Lucha Tacos there in Stillwater, <laughs> Oklahoma. And um, yeah, and, and we when we did it, and I look back, I'm like, I must have been crazy working those 12, 16 hour days and trying to train in between, trying to make an Olympic team. Uh, I, I don't know if that was one of my wisest decisions, but nonetheless, it, it, it was part of the journey. And um, yeah, no, it was a staple for, for quite a while. And uh, fun fact, every recruit old John Smith ever brought to Mucha Lucha's Tacos did commit. So, so <laughs> well, it's, that's batting a win. it's batting 100 in that realm. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's, get, yep. let's get to the wrestling. So obviously you guys started off the season with a, with a duel against Missouri. And then followed it up with the the entire squad wrestling at the Bison Open, so it was really a big week. And and I was I was glad to see, uh, obviously everybody come off of the duel on Thursday, and then and then you know told the line again against some really tough competition at the Bison. Uh, I thought the team looked great. I thought, you know, if I remember right, maybe three champs, a couple other guys that you know right in the mix. I Jared Franick had a great match in the finals. Um, you know, Mets looked good, you know, but we had, we had Jared and, and, and Metsy on the, on the podcast last year after, after nationals and, uh, you know, give us, give us a little rundown on, on maybe the Missouri duel and then followed up with the Bison open. Yeah. You know, that that's good. I, I can start here. Um, and first we, we had a competition a week, uh, a week prior. So it's actually been a, a pretty good little run here for us as we, we competed against uh, California Baptist the Saturday previous and then um, we competed on Saturday, and then we followed up with the Thursday duel with Missouri, and then, of course, the Bison Open on, on that Saturday. So three competitions in a week, and um, as we were preparing for it, you know, just with how dates work out, it's probably not typically how we'd want to structure our, our the, the, the beginning part of our season. Um you know, but now that we're kind of through this and and, and and trying to navigate where our guys are, it's really been actually a, a, a really a really a blessing for us. Um, 
and 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 we we got some some highs and some lows and and everything in between um, as we competed against Cal Baptist. You know, we we saw the first way and we saw some guys do some really good things here. Um, obviously, uh, Cal Baptist is still developing their squad. They got a relatively young team. And, and so to, to travel to Fargo in, in their first way and, and compete against our, our program, you know, was, was was a good test for them. But it gave us a lot of things to work on leading into Missouri. And then, of course, uh, you, you take a team as talented as Missouri and 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 you 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 toe the line, and you got to say, hey guys, this is this is an opportunity. What are we going to do with this opportunity? Um, and what we saw as coaches was we believed that we were competitive in these matches. However, there was a just this this some some wrestling IQ things that we really we really missed, and it was some some effort pieces that we were maybe not taking advantage of in some certain so, so some certain areas. Um, and, and I think that really that really turned the tide, right? It was tough for us to get get some momentum built up because we were seeing the match before and the match before. So uh, again, I think uh, we we were really happy with some things in, in that duel. Um, you take a guy like uh, like uh, uh, an Owen Pence, who I felt wrestled great for five minutes with Rocky Elam, who's a great competitor, who's extremely experienced, even though he's a, he's young in his career. He's he's got a, a great uh, pedigree. Um, and you see him going out and competing with the guy who who's coming off of an all-American finish, who's coming off of a world team, who's who's doing a lot of great things. But but for five minutes, I watched I watched a guy who's been on the wrestling mat uh, after a two-year stint being away from the sport go out and compete with that guy for five straight minutes, and then it kind of got away from them there at the end, as as I'm sure they were both kind of feeling feeling it after after five minutes. Um, but nonetheless, I think it was encouraging to see these guys being able to go out and compete with the highest, you know, level. And and you, you take a guy like uh, Luke Weber, same thing, you know. And and I don't think that the end result was indicative of of how the first five minutes of that match was wrestled. It was, you know, a, a, a technical um, breakdown that that Luke found himself in, and he paid the ultimate price. Uh, but if you look at the, how the match was wrestled up until that point, it was a very competitive match, maybe a four-two, four-three type match. Um, that was on its way to to going down to the wire with with a, a takedown with a, a potential, right? You you put, position yourself with an opportunity to win those matches, and, and you're going to find a, a lot of good things at the end of the day. So we see a lot of things like that, and and uh, it's encouraging, right? And and I think that's for us what what we really wanted to to see have happened. But again, I think it's got to be if we're going to continue to have success. I don't. I don't believe we're too far away from a team like Missouri. I really don't believe we're that far away. However, we need to have all 10 guys step up and compete with the same level of energy, intensity, and confidence that we see from guys like a Luke Weber or a Jared Franick or, or, or a Brandon Metz and Owen Pence. Um, and, and I think that's, that's something that we got to do is, is in, in our, in our ability to coach this, this group is, is how do we wrestle with that type of intensity and confidence going forward. And again, we've learned a lot of things technically that is, is, is helped us prepare for the Bison open, which I believe we spent, uh, you know, Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, um, just in the conversations and some technical things that we just adjusted briefly. And I think it re it really resulted in, in a better outing on Saturday than it did on, on the Thursday prior. So happy with the progress. Our guys are, 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 are got a lot of, a lot of, talent a high iq so when we make those adjustments they're able to implement it in their game and and we've seen some immediate results following the the missouri competition so you know it missouri's a 
a, a great team and, and hats off to them. But again, I don't believe we were that far out of the actual competition match by match. Um, yet I'm, I'm glad that it was wrestled and we, we learned a whole lot uh, in that dual meet specifically with, with the individual techniques that we got to work through. And uh, I believe it, it showcased on Saturday, just on the small adjustments. So no, that's good questions, Bill. No, yeah, I, I would say when, you know, with Missouri, we're going to see them now that they're back in the big 12, you're going to, you're going to get to see them a few times, you know, down the road, obviously ultimately at the, at the qualifier at the, at the big 12 championships as, as well as the national tournament. So, uh, yeah, coach block, what, what did you think about the Bison open and, and how that all developed? Uh, yeah, I, I thought our guys did a great job rebounding, um, you know, from that Missouri match. Right. And it was kind of interesting. You go from, CBU where, where you win nine out of those 10, 10 matches. And then I think it was, you know, and then you go into Missouri, I think it was a little bit of that calibration for our guys, a little bit uh, of trying to, you know, recognize, I mean, last year was kind of tough where you had guys going to the NCAAs with seven, eight matches under their belt. Right. And, uh, and we have a lot of young men who, who are still in that developmental phase and, and we just need to wrestle. We just need to wrestle a lot more and, and, um, you know, what uh what this hall has taught us is that the more our guys wrestle the the better they they perform right the, the better they're, they're they're like a sponge they're adapting and growing and, and you know i would have loved to have um had missouri uh that 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 sunday or or you know that next day or whatever right but i you know i, I think our guys are it's crazy to see the amount of growth in just two days in terms of uh in, i think for us it was just a little bit mentality shift like hey you know we we train a lot harder than we compete and 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 we we're gonna go out there and do and do that what are we doing here you know and it was kind of that reality they they recognize like how hard they've trained how much they've put into it and and we're like guys don't discount yourself you do all this work you know don't go out there and be half the guy and in and, and that message i think they really took it to heart like you know what yeah we do deserve to win we do you know, we, we've earned this. And so going into this uh, Saturday, they, they went with that mentality that, that, you know, Hey, if we're going to achieve some things, we, we just got to go out there, have some fun, put it on the line. And, and uh, you got to see seven, seven of our athletes made, made the, the finals there. So um, I, I think the biggest shift was that the guys are a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more confident and believing in the work that they've put in. And, and uh, you know, we've seen great results from that. And, and uh, the exciting thing is we're going to see a lot, a lot more of that fun and exciting results moving forward. So, so we're all fired up to get out of bed every day and continue that climb and, and that growth. Okay. Well, I'm going to pick out a couple of wrestlers that I wouldn't mind you giving a small evaluation. And the first one I'd like is uh, Kellen March, how and how he's how he's developing as a young wrestler. Either one of you, it doesn't matter, Mister Block. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Kellen, Kellen is a very interesting guy because he has, he's, he's probably one of the most athletic wrestlers I've ever been around and, uh, you know, has so many different skill sets. And, uh, you know, our, our biggest thing is really trying to merge his Greco with his freestyle and his folk style. Just like, Hey, you have so many different things going on, buddy. Let, let, let's, let's take that playbook. Let's okay. slim it down a little bit and, and focus on a few specific things. And, um, you know, and, and I think that's when you're going to see the, the very best Kellen March is when he's very focused and, 
in precise, right? A little bit more precise, just like, you know, um, like going back to Missouri, right? He throws a kid, puts him on his back and it's like, hey, just, just, just sink your hips get the back points, get your two, win the match, make the adjustments, right? And I think he got a little too excited trying to maybe look for the fall. I, I'm not quite sure the guy kind of rolled through, but you're like, hey, that's a guy that that you're about four or five points better. We just got to, you know, settle down a little bit more. And and I think he's a guy that we, you're, you're going to really enjoy um, some of the things he's going to do this year um, as he continues to progress. And, and, and he's so young, right? You know, this mm-hmm. was a guy that, Thrown into the lineup. I mean, this guy was thrown into the lineup three months after he was in, in high school homeroom, right? And, and he's competing against twenty-three-year-olds wow. and, and whatnot, and, and he didn't really have that time to kind of acclimate. And, and, and so, as he gets a little bit more of that adaptation, I think he's the, you're going to see his maturity and, and his wrestling refined. Um, so yeah, he, and which is kind of fun for all of us, being he's he's kind of a little bit of a local guy, right? You know, I'm sure yep. you guys have grown up, you know, yeah, kind of watching grow up and, and, and progress. And so we're, we're happy to have him here and, and we're excited for, for his future because okay. he's doing a great job. Well, I tell you what, you, you break it down so good. I give you a double thumbs up. That was awesome. Uh, one more, a freshman you have in, that's uh, one of the wrestlers from Bismarck Century, Mr. Redens, who won some matches this weekend. Let's talk about him. Hi. I can go. Let me, okay. let me have a crack at Mr. Raiden's. Um, I, I tell you what, uh, it's 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 really nice being able to to take our local guys. We take a lot of pride in doing our, our very best to attract all the all the local talent here in the state of North Dakota, and, and, and we really felt that Clay has all the tools to be a successful Division One wrestler. And and we weren't we weren't wrong, right? He's come in. He's done a great job. One thing that we really enjoy about Clay is is he's he, he gets it. He's a competitor. He he works hard. He trains hard. He understands probably more than anything the the level of gratitude and pride that he actually has just knowing that hey this is this is what he's wanted his whole life he's wanted to wear that bison singlet since he's began and, and really took an, a, an understanding to what wrestling or collegiate wrestling is and so that when you when you got a kid who's who's that grateful for the opportunity he comes in he works hard and you know i think that he's probably been one of those freshmen that have that have had or seen significant gain in his in his time at North Dakota State, and it's been so young. He's only been on campus here for for just a, a couple months now. Yet his wrestling, right? It, you you go out and you watch him. Uh, the Bison Open was a great uh, indicator of where he is. Or even the Cobber Open, he was at the Cobber Open the week prior, and uh, you know he's able to compete with. You know he takes runner up only only to a, a teammate here uh, at North Dakota State in the Cobber Open, and then you see how he competes. Uh, of course, at the Bison Open, and you're you're seeing him going out and, and being very competitive with uh, elite wrestlers from from your your Minnesotas and your and your South Dakota states, and um, you know so his his trend is extremely high, and um, you know you, you got a guy like that, he's 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 going to lead this team one day. We're really we're really excited for a guy like Clay Radens. Okay, very good. Well, those are the two major ones that I wanted to. Anything from you, Bill, on that? And then I've got a couple of questions on the schedule coming up. Yeah, no, I, I guess, you know, I, I, I thought it was interesting when you were talking about, about, uh, March and we're, you know, we're, we're big, we're big Cal and March fans here on the podcast. And, and I also was sitting, uh, in the stands with, I don't know, three or four other 
coaches from around the from around the area, high school coaches and youth coaches, and 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 he really impressed everybody, right? I mean, they some hadn't seen him before, and some had, and and he was he was he looks great, and, and we're we're excited to to see where he goes in the future, and uh, you know one one that I guess I would like to just have you touch on is is Brandon Metz, right? I said you know Brandon had a obviously a, a much smarter match uh, against Missouri than, than, you know, trying not to do too much against an awful good competitor, but looked great on Saturday again. Uh, I think, you know, that's a guy that we should be able to see in a, in a really tough heavyweight bracket, obviously when we get to the D one national tournament, but, but I think he's got a chance, you know, to, to uh, make it on the podium. So, you know, give us a little insight on, on what it's like to spend day in and day out with, with Brandon <laughs> Metz. I, well, that's no. I'm I'm glad you you're asking about Brandon. He is he is truly a character. Um, he is. Uh, you're not going to find a guy on our our squad that doesn't just absolutely love the guy. Um, but yeah, you 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 made some great points. He's uh, certainly made some strides here um, in his in his wrestling game. And I think a lot of people forget that prior to uh, his competition uh, versus Cal Baptist against a very talented uh, island. Um, Chris, I believe it's Chris Island from Cal Baptist that he was, he was literally in the air 48 hours prior, spent, spent something like 18 hours in, in, in travel from Serbia back to the States. Um, he come, he come back, took, took a, a day off and then got right back on the mats here and, and started prepping for, for um, Cal Baptist competition. So I think about, you know, Brandon and, and, and just how we, we've been able to, uh, help him adjust it's you know the success that he's had at the at the world level and, and making that, that world team is is really priceless you can't the the amount of experience that he's gained in in the training camps in the competition how he's recognized that uh, it's really taught him a lot of patience and you know you, you see a guy like brandon metz a year ago who would force a lot of positions and and, and almost wear himself out going through these progressions that now he seems a little more balanced, even keeled. He recognizes that that matches don't have to be won in the first period or the first takedown, right? Where he's a little more patient in how he's how he's going to attack, and and when when he does decide to attack, it's it's going to be with the intent to score points. Um, and and I think you've seen that, and uh, you know it's it's tough to take a competition. Like I said, he wrestled at the U23s, and then he come back two days later and competed against Kale Bap. Four days later, he was back with with uh, Missouri, and then he stepped right out and towed the line against uh, you know some of the best guys in the in the area here at the Bison Open. So um, his his level of commitment and willingness to to toe the line and, and, and go through this has been unbelievable. It's at a point right now where it's like, hey, we gotta we gotta we gotta hold him back a little bit so he can you know just naturally allow himself to to rest and recover. Um, but yeah, you made some great points. He made some adjustments. You, you take a, a guy like uh, Zach Elon from Missouri, uh, who he's competed with in the past, and uh, you know he, he's made some adjustments from match one to match two. Um, unfortunately, the outcome is 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 not not changed. However, I think that the confidence in which he's given himself, and, and he knows, I think he knows that he he, he made a, a mental mistake out there uh, against uh, uh, Elam and, and end up costing the match. And I don't think he was quite aware of of the you know just the match situation at the time, and he paid the ultimate price. And uh, you know, I think that once we went back, we we watched it and 
and he got a better understanding of, of the direction of the match. Um, you know, he, I think he was probably, you know, he was frustrated with himself that he didn't understand or, or, you know, his, his level of experience, you know, says, Hey, I, I don't, I don't make those kind of mistakes and he made a mistake. But again, like we said, it's, it's great to see it now and, and, and correct it today versus January, February, March. And so now that we, we have a better handle on how we're approaching some of these uh, period breaks and, and, and just the conversations that we can, we can share, you know, briefly in between periods or in between whistles that uh, that is going to help him as he continues to grow and, and develop uh you know, and, and, and I'm with you, Bill. I think he is well on his way to positioning himself on the podium this year. He has all the tools to do so. And and for the people that weren't at the tournament this weekend, we did get to see Brandon Metz on a leg attack. <laughs> yep. And and Coach Kiss begged for leg attacks for a while, and I was begging from the stands, and he did, and beautiful. He did. <clears throat> so uh, he's got all the tools. He's athletic. He's big. He's strong. He's He is confident, obviously. He's I fearless. Thought- That's the way I've always, I've always kind of – Sometimes to a fault, but I've always <laughs> described him as fearless. He's and and uh, my yeah. relationship with Brandon Metz started in, in elementary school at, at the elementary school duels. So been been watching him for a long time. So that's fun. Definitely. Well, if you ever have to go, Mister Kish, feel free at any time. And I tell you what, I really want to thank you for coming on because you know that you have a unique situation having to you know a D one school program and North Dakota is very happy that you're there and doing a great job there with the wrestlers. No, I appreciate it guys. I know coach blocks able to stick on. I got to run. I got, uh, you know, <laughs> young kids. <laughs> so it's wrestling season. I only get to put them to bed a few nights a week these days, but uh, no, I really appreciate it. John James bills. Great seeing you guys. Coach Blanc's going to do a great job. Don't let him beat me up too much when I depart. Uh, <laughs> this is when it starts. Yeah, yeah. what he doesn't strong. know is I have a recruit. It's very big recruiting call here, <laughs> um, so I'm like, man, um, kind of yeah. This this has been fun. I definitely want to stay as long as I can, but unfortunately, here I'm a, I'm a little overdue. My okay. alarm just went off, but but I but yeah, I, I definitely stick on here for a couple minutes and and get get this big call going. And uh, um, you know, obviously, if we don't. Kind of get through this whole thing tonight. Would love to we'll get back it on it. It's fun. We we love trying to create more relationship with the state and, and and letting them in our room a little bit, right? What's going on and having these discussions. I think it's kind of fun. Definitely. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much. Thanks, you Roger. Bet, guys, I appreciate it. Have a good rest of the show. You we bet. Will. Thank you. See you, Coach. Okay. Coach Block, I have, I do have another question. What, what do we have coming up on the schedule? What are you guys doing next? Um, actually, a couple of our guys are, are, are um, competing down at the Datronic. Oh, okay. Uh, coming up here the, this uh, this Sunday, so so um, a lot of our athletes will be competing down there. Um, a couple of our starters will go down, as well as a majority of our red shirts and, and, and uh, non-starters just getting. Getting, getting those matches, right, what we talked about, you know, getting back in the swing of things, you know, you, you talk about, like, during the summer, right, you're like, hey, you want to get better, get a bunch of matches during the summer, right, if you, if you want to be a state placer, state champ, get a bunch of matches, right, uh, whatever we do as, as human beings, the more we do it, the better we, we get at it, you know, and, and that's the idea, just getting back in that rhythm where we're getting, you know, 20, 30 matches during the course of a season, 
where you're able to make mistakes, make adjustments. And then, um, you know, when March comes around, you're ready to be at your best. You know, and some, I tell my guys, I'm like, hey, you know, you're not going to win a national title here in November. You know, you, you're not, you know. So the idea is to, to risk as much as you can, to grow as much as you can. So uh, when March comes around, you're at your very best and you um, learn as much as you can. So, um, so that's the idea there. And then uh, following that, we will have uh, we will be at um, Augustana for a du duel um, out there as well. And then and then we go out east a little bit. New, uh, New York. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. So so a uh, uh, couple double header out there with uh, Edinburgh and uh, Binghamton, and just just trying to diversify our schedule a little bit. See some different teams from different conference. Sometimes you see a little bit different styles between the conferences and. Uh, so that's the idea is we're trying to expose our guys to as many different uh, um, um, comp competitions or, or, or competitors. And uh, hopefully that, that gives us a little bit of advantage when, it, when it's time. I don't know <laughs> if you had a chance to see Tony. And that's, that's Clay's dad. He's, he's our wild card. He's got his, his boy wrestles for century two. He's got a junior in high school still. He's our, he's our wild <laughs> man. And uh, he might be our designated bus driver too this year. It's kind of funny because, we're limited century. The Bismarck school system doesn't have many buses. So we told him as adult beverages have to wait till he gets home. <laughs> he's going to be a bus driver when he's watching. Yeah. He's, he's proud of what you guys are doing with his son. I'll guarantee it. And, and he's just sitting on there. Lots of freshman hammers in the room. And then uh, yeah. got a question actually from Carol G G uh, Gable. Gobel. Yep. Uh, what is your top couple goals for NDSU guys this season? Uh, you know, I assume that means like overall goal, right? Yep. yep. Not I gotcha. No, no. no and, our, and before overall, before you get to that one, actually, kind of explain which guys because you have a certain pods and certain groups that you work with, and it's probably a little bit different mm -hmm. this year than last year. Are, are there certain groups that or style of wrestling that you are kind of responsible for in the room, and then and then go to that, um, kind of your goal? Sometimes you know I think we do a good job of of mixing and matching, um, like okay you know, maybe it's something that Coach Kiss is probably better at, right? Like, so um, maybe he, he's grabbing a couple guys. We'll do a lot of one-on-ones. Maybe he's grabbing some guys and he's doing some of that stuff with them. Or maybe there's some stuff that Coach uh, Sakura is better at. You know, the guy's a wizard on top, especially. And, and, and so maybe that, maybe it's something that Coach Marsden does a very good job of. Maybe it's front head, underhooks, different stuff like that. And maybe for me, it's something else. Maybe it's leg attacks or, or, or different things. So we actually we actually um, kind of mix okay. our athletes around, and, 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 and I think that's the smartest way is to use you know all the brain power that we have in the room to to sharpen our guys as, as much as possible. But you know, there's times that I might work with a heavyweight or a 97 pounder for for a couple of weeks, okay. and then and maybe um, you know once kind of get that skill, maybe I'm working with someone else. And yeah, so we're constantly trying to have different interactions. Um, with our different guys. And so I think that helps us be able to coach them a little better. You know, like, hey, there's no such thing as, hey, I'm a heavyweight coach. No, you're a coach. You're a wrestling <laughs> yeah, coach. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, you can't say, ah, hey, little buddy, you're 125, can't help you. You know, we, that's not the belief. Oh, no. it, it, um, we're lucky to have a very accomplished staff that is very competent staff, and, 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 and we, we try to spread our knowledge around as much as possible. Okay, so let's give give us a couple big goals for team and yourself this year. Then, couple big goals, you know, you know, our, our goal always 
to, to get as many athletes to the NCAA tournament. You know, our, our goal every year is to get 10 guys to the NCAA championship, right? It can't be an All-American or national champ if, if you're not there, right? So that that's goal number one is to get as many athletes to that tournament. And once you're there, to get as many All-Americans as possible. You know, uh, obviously, you know, everybody says that. But, but yeah, that is our goal. Every year, that's our goal is to pre, uh, pre, uh, have the best performance we can. But uh, not only that, uh, another thing for us is really focusing on development. And, um, and, and you, know, you know, like Tony said, we have a lot of hammers in the room, but, you know, we have to continue to develop, it, you know, so that when these guys, they come out of red shirt, they're, they're in that lineup, they are ready to, to, to fire, right? They're ready to go. And, and so a, a, big, a big part of our focus this year is really how can we get these very talented top 15 uh, recruiting class that we brought in how do we get these guys um, 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 firing all cylinders to where that we're not waiting until they're juniors and seniors to produce? Um, so we're, we're trying to cut, you know, that that learning curve. That is something that we've been working very hard uh, on working with those guys and trying to use our summers and different things like that to to to, to make sure when these guys they're wearing that 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 green gold singlet that they're ready to to, to produce. One quick question, then uh, you probably want to get off and get on the recruiting trail tonight. But um, how's the how's the recruiting trail been for you? So, if anybody doesn't, you should follow Obi Blanc on on Twitter. <laughs> you kind of get an idea of how hard he works and uh, and and how dedicated he is to his craft. So, um, give us a give us where we follow you on Twitter first, so they can do that, and then just tell us a little bit about the uh, the recruiting uh, process. Yeah, I mean, if if you follow NDSU uh, wrestling there on Twitter, you, you'll end up seeing them them reposting our our stuff, the stuff that we're exciting, the stuff we're, we're traveling. You know, we have a very hard <laughs> working staff. You know, I, you know that that that's something for me that's very comforting as a coach is to know that everyone around you is working just as hard. And um, you know, like I said last year, we brought in the top fifteen uh, recruiting class nationally. And uh, our goal is to do the same, right? Bring in the top 20 class, whether that's top 15, top 10, we'll see, right? But our goal is to, 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 to identify the individuals that, that fit the mold. And, 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 and for us, it's more than just wrestling, right? It's not just, all right, this guy can shoot double eggs and single eggs and, and stuff like that, right? It, um, you know, we, we kind of have a 360 approach. We kind of call it a 360 approach where, where we're focused on individuals that, that fit our culture right um that when when our student athletes leave the practice room and, and they're around society uh campus or whatever that they're representing themselves their family our institution at the highest regards right so that that is the most important thing and then uh once we find individuals that okay fit our culture do they have the work ethic to, to progress right to, to, to come in our room uh go through the rigors of of college wrestling and continue to, to develop Okay, great. They got the talent. They got the work ethic. Okay, that's two things. Okay, the other part, and what I say is probably the most important part, is what is what is their commitment to academics, right? Um, last year, we finished number two in the country at, uh, amongst all wrestling teams academic performance-wise, and, and, and that's something that's very important to us. Um, our administration supports us very well in terms of uh, our academic support, uh, our uh, academic advisor, Sarah Parman does an amazing job guiding our team. And there's a lot of work that goes into it. And if you're not bought in um, and 
hey, coach, I'm just here to wrestle only. And you got a 1.2 GPA, you're probably not going to be very <laughs> successful in life. You know, you know, Coach Kish and the rest of our staff, we, we want to put out young men that are able to take care of themselves and their families for, for many, many years to come, right? And, and we don't want individuals that, uh, I was a two-time All-American, but I, I can't support myself. No, we, we, we think you should be able to do everything, live a great lifestyle, um, academically be just a beast, right? Just the way you approach the mat, approach your grades the same way. And then when, when you're out there representing the green and gold, do it to the best of your ability. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't believe you. <laughs> you always get some comments, but uh, so yeah, I, uh, I, I could spend here all. I could spend all night long picking uh, Coach Block's brain. I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear the the stories from Haiti to to Naples and and what you learned with Coach Smith at, at Oklahoma State and and uh, your time with with Papalizio at, at NC State yeah. just a just a wealth of knowledge all the way through so we're we're I know that when uh, you came on as a hire at NDSU I was excited and and uh, now everybody else knows why I think uh, it's we're really blessed to have you in the state so thanks for joining no, us tonight I, I, I'm blessed you know my family's happy here we love it here and and you know I, I, I well, it's very similar to Naples and 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 Haiti, both. You know, there yeah, yeah, very, very similar, very, very, very. Uh, um, but no, I, I think I think I've, I honestly, I, I, I've just been smart enough to recognize I've had good good mentors and good leaders, and 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 been fortunate enough to just watch and listen and, and take bits and pieces from, from 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 all of them, and hopefully I can pass it on. You know, so. Um, that, that's the fun part of, about this whole venture, right? About what wrestling is about. It, 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 I don't care who you are. You be the best kid in high school, but you go to the next level and all of a sudden things change and humbles you a little bit. And, um, you know, that's just how life is. You know, you have to always grow and adapt. And, and so I love being a coach and love being here, um, helping this program continue to develop. And, and I, 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 I'm excited about that future that 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 we're working so hard to continue to build upon you know i i went back before i took the job and, and, and read on the history uh uh coach bucky mon and in the, the the whole legacy dynasty that was built here i get excited about that and in trying to continue to to, to to build on that and and um bring some hardware back home so so th those are things that we're all excited about and that's why, like I said, it's easy to go to work and, and, and do all the traveling and recruiting. And, you know, my, my babies, they, they hate it when I leave, but but they get it. You know, um, they, they love cheering for the bison. So they get it. It's like, all right, daddy's going to go get some some future bison. So that's the fun part. Well, awesome. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to have to come eat at your restaurant or what do you have now in Fargo? <laughs> oh, that, that, that's long gone down. Oh, that, that well, you're, well, you probably make some good tacos, though. <laughs> oh man, we'll see. You know, yeah, dust off the old, the old apron there. We'll see. <laughs> okay, well, good deal. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I tell you what, we'll have you on again in the near future after you guys probably have uh, you know mid mid season or so. We'll have you on for a quick time, and we'll check in with you again. Yeah, no, I, I really appreciate um, you guys having us on. 
in, 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 in yeah, just please continue to support our guys, our program. We, we you know, at the end of the day, our guys are motivated to, to, to perform for, for our fans and, and, and make you guys proud. So thank you for, for showing the interest and, and the love and support. Okay, go by. Well, we'll make it to some some home duels at the shack. So we're excited. Awesome. You, you make sure you make sure you, you you stop me and say hi now. I will. I will too. <laughs> All right. Definitely. Thank you guys and have you an bet. excellent evening. You bet. Yep. Thanks, Obi. Thanks, Coach. Bye bye. Okay. All right, James. Awesome. I didn't mean to. We're, we weren't. We weren't edging you out. We want to hear everything you have to say. What's going on? Well, and, well everybody on, that's uh, with us yet. Now we're going to talk a little North Dakota wrestling with uh, high school stuff and girls wrestling. Uh, just you know, so we had just get through the NDSU stuff. Hopefully, we can fill this uh, with with some great information, James. I know you are our. I tell you what, you know more about what's happening in the women's sport than pretty much anybody in the state, and so we're going to ask a lot of questions because I know we're going to have some parents out there that are brand new. That's one of the biggest things. You're going to see a ton of new people that have never been around the sport. You're going to have parents in the stands that don't know what to do with the whole day. <laughs> and 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 basically, because i tell you what, I know you guys start wrestling this weekend. Let's, let's first, you know, let's talk about kind of your expectations of what's happening and give us a lowdown of how your start, kind of the history of North Dakota girls wrestling. You can kind of start any way you want, though. Yeah, um, you know, about three years ago, I came on um, as the interim director for USA Wrestling, and one of the things that was kind of put on me was to um, help get women's wrestling sanctioned in the state. And you know, my predecessor Bill Smith had laid some great foundation, um, you know, and, and really helped out with that. And I just kind of picked up some things from. Uh, what he had done and, you know, working with uh, Kevin over at the activities association and, you know, some other great supporters throughout the state. And we really made, you know, that, that good push. And um, I think it kind of happened a lot faster than people were anticipating. <laughs> and we got the support. We had the member school support. And um, I think, and just my opinion that the um, unsanctioned state tournament that we had at the Fargo Dome last year, when they when we had 55 girls show up for that tournament, I think that was kind of the, the icing on the cake, so to say. I think the state saw that it was there, and you guys were there. You saw the fans were not leaving after the duels, and, you know, people were watching and cheering, and I think that was really kind of what helped push us to get that vote and, and, and get us sanctioned. So, um, yeah, that's kind of a little bit of the history there. Well, I tell you what, now we've talked about the numbers and this is going to surprise some people out there. Tell us kind of what you, you saw with the numbers. We talked about this this morning. Yeah, we did talk about this this morning. And, and before I jumped on, I went back and I, and I rechecked the numbers. Um, I've been kind of following those, you know, since we got going and, this morning we were sitting at about 155 girls in the state that were registered through track wrestling, either on the girl side or the boy side. And as of this evening, when I went back and I did the numbers, we were looking at about 175, 180 girls that are weight certified in the state. So we've almost quadrupled our numbers. And I know there's still a lot of 
girls that, you know, or programs that haven't gotten their girls into track wrestling yet. And, you know, there's a couple that are on the, on the boys side that haven't transferred over to the girls. So, you know, when I'm tracking those numbers and I'm looking at the growth, I mean, to see that is huge. I mean, you know, you're looking at 200 girls almost in the state. And when you look at track on the boys side, and that's including the girls that are in there. They only have 250 boys registered. As of this morning, yep. This morning. There's so, several teams that haven't got in, but I tell you what, that's great. great. I get goosebumps, honestly, because that it's it's one of those things that when you see such great progress in a short amount of time, that that is crazy. And and one of the other helpers this last summer, yeah, he says I'm yeah, guessing Tony. mine aren't registered. <laughs> Tony's yes, and he was on yeah, with there's, us there's last summer. Few from Davies that were registered in there on, on the girls' side, you know, and I think that's one of the the, the big things um, that coaches aren't fully understanding. One of the things that um, kind of came out is that the girls this year can wrestle in girls' tournaments and, and and compete against only girls, but there are some in the state that we know that can run with the boys, and they're gonna, you know, they have to be in the boys' division for track as well. And so it's going to be unique this year when we start to pull for criteria and seeding for the state tournament and things like that, because we're going to have to pull from both sites. So if you have a girl that's wrestling, um, say like a Jenna Gerhardt out of Devil's Lake, who might be their 106 pounder on the boys division, if she goes to a tournament where she's going to be wrestling against girls, then she has to be in both and it has to be reported in both track wrestling formats. Yep, that, and that's one thing to get down to the coaches that they do that. Yep, definitely. Because I, I can see it that, uh, you know, coaches are busy the way they are. I tell you what, if you're in a small town, you got a girl, you, you might miss that. Just right. make sure it gets it out there. And, and so you don't mess up your girls. If they want to wrestle both, they can. Yeah, give that opportunity yeah. to them. Right. You look at it like a, like a Beulah Hazen. I know Beulah Hazen's got three girls that are on their squad this year. You know, they got two coaches. They're both registered in the in the boys track wrestling, but they haven't transferred them over to the girls. So you know they would need to make sure that they Remind were able to do it because there's a whole different section now. When you those that haven't been over to track, you can actually go in there and catch the tournaments, get the results, a lot of different things. And there is a North Dakota boys and there's a North Dakota girls area, and they're separate. Uh, when I start looking up things, I actually started to look. And when I was doing my final rankings this morning, there are a lot of boys teams that haven't have to have their certification weights in there yet either. And right. so, so I, this first rankings, I know I'm going to miss somebody or have them in the wrong weight at a few places because it also has their weight for now. It doesn't have their descent weight, at least for me, I can't see that, but it might say they're a 145 pounder and there actually could be a 38 pounder later in the season, but I pretty much ranked everybody what I saw on track at their weight right now, unless the coach told me that they were going to go at a, a lighter weight. And so very right. cool. Now to tell, tell them, guess what? The girls also have 14 weight classes and they are different than the boys weight classes. Yes. And, and so I should almost pull up a link and show people that what the weight classes are, but uh, maybe you know them by heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we back in March, um, we had a group that came together over at the Activities Association, and we discussed what the weight classes were going to look like. And it was agreed upon that our girls would follow what our boys have. And so our boys go with 14 weight classes, and our girls were going to do the same. They were going to have their 14 weight classes. Well, the National Federation of High Schools came out with their rule book, 
Um, they gave some classifications of what the weights were going to be projected for 23-24. And in our discussion, we said, you know what? Let's just go ahead and implement those weight classes now, with the exception of our, our 250 class. That's the only one that's a little bit different than the... Did you go higher than that? We did. Um, the, the initial weight suggested was 235, and we decided to go 250 because we knew there was a few girls in the state that were close, and we wanted to try to include everyone without having to really worry about uh, weight cutting and, and things like that. So it was more to look at how do we get more girls involved in the state and, and feel comfortable with wrestling. Okay. Well, I'm going to share a screen here for a second so people can look at those weight classes in just a second. It only takes me a second to do that. Share screen. And then you can kind of look because the lowest weight class is 100. Yep. And, and then we're going to look at the progression on the way up. Yeah, it's 100, and we go five-pound increments up to 145, and then at 145, we jump. And, and that's where you see your first big jump. You go from 145 to 155, and then you go to 170, 190, and then 250 is that, that final weight class. Okay. And I blocked myself from being able to share anything. I don't know how that happened. But okay, there we go. Oh, it says, okay, now what screen do I want? I want. Okay. What's interesting is uh, it's, if I, if you guys see something odd or something like that, it's, I got to find the right screen to go to. Entire screen. I don't want my, yeah, I can go my entire screen for a second. So if you guys see something odd, do you see it now? To pop on the screen? No. For your side? No. Okay, well, it says, okay, allow, always allow. Okay, for some reason, well, maybe I can't. Bill, you might be able to do it on your side because you have abilities too. <laughs> what's interesting <laughs> is when I, I was trying different things, we were trying to get uh, uh, Coach Kish on. He, my email was blocked from him too, so I had some weird things, so I changed browsers. Tonight I'm using Firefox instead of Chrome, so that might be my whole issues with stuff. Uh -huh. and, and I usually use Chrome for everything when I do this. And so well, I, if I can't share the screen, maybe Bill, can you find any classes and share it? I, I can find them here real quick, I bet. And they, and they are listed on the uh, North Dakota High School Activities website. If you go to um, Girls Wrestling and then under the regulations and you scroll through there, you'll see all the, all the weights that they have in there. It talks about, you know, weight certification, calibration, all that stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I do have a question. Somebody asked a question here earlier uh, for you. Okay. And here's a good question. And I kind of know the idea of this, but it says, why are North Dakota girls doing folk style and not freestyle as all girls college wrestling? So I'm sure John, you and I probably have the same answer. There's, you know, between folk style and freestyle, um, the scoring is about probably the biggest difference that you see between the two styles. Plus you can lock up, you know, with your leg laces, got wrenches and, and those things, but really the foundation of wrestling. And I've talked with Shauna and I've talked with, uh, Brittany up at Minot state and the foundation of wrestling. I mean, if you go with folk style, it's an easy transition into the freestyle system. 
the other thing is, I think, you know, there's, I don't know that we have the officials that would be able to come in to officiate uh, freestyle at the high school level. And, you know, you look at maybe some of the smaller schools may not have a coach that is as familiar with freestyle wrestling. And so, you know, are, are you giving those girls a, an unfair disadvantage because they maybe don't have that, that background? And, and some of these schools are going to be using both boy coaches and, you know, to coach both the boys and the girls. So, you know, I think, you know, folk style – you know, and, and I agree, you know, it's nice to have that freestyle background, especially at, you know, if they're going to be wrestling at college, but that's what summer wrestling does too. Ah, yes. I like that answer. Well, I tell you what, it's the same thing as the biggest issue is guess what? We want everybody to participate in this and folk style is everywhere. Freestyle is not everywhere. There's a lot of these smaller schools that, that do not have that freestyle background. And you're right. so right that, you know, you don't want to, get those girls to not wrestle because really they, they don't have that, the coach that can, that can really don't teach them the skills they need. And the transition, I think all the women's coaches at the college level, if they're going there are really good at taking the girls to the next level. You know, if they have those basic skills of folk style, you can transition over and all that extra wrestling you do in the spring and summer is just a great bonus. Matt time. Exactly. I mean, you look at, you know, single leg takedown and folk style to freestyle transitions either way, you know. So, you know, a few little differences as far as the scoring and turns, but for the most part, if you get that foundation, I think that you're you're going to be good there. Well, Bill, I tell you what, I was jealous that you were in Fargo. I should have asked you for more updates, but I was paying attention. I was on track wrestling following that stuff all the time and when i was they and it, it updates as it goes but i was seeing the the progress and the success of ndsu wrestlers and you must have been very happy seeing what they did there yeah i, like, I actually yeah, was i was pretty excited for yeah i was pretty excited for some of our other other guys from inside the state right mary mary had a full squad there uh Braden huber looked really good um yeah i think he's he's you know, ranked in the top 10 and, in, in, uh, division two yeah. rankings. Um, um, you know, Minot had the full squad there. They, they battled really hard. Um, Oh, and the other one I should mention, Matt Kaler looked great. I think he's, he's one that's not in the rankings at, at the D two level, but he just doesn't have enough matches, uh, against other D two guys. I think as, as that kind of comes, I would, I, from what I saw, I would expect that he's going to, you know, climb up into, into the rankings in the top, top 12. Um, so I thought those guys looked good. I thought the Gophers looked really good. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's a, that's a pretty, pretty solid squad, a really good tournament. I, it's been a while since I've been able to get to the Bison open. So that was, that was fun. And it's the first time I've been at it since they moved it. So it was in the shack, right? It was in Shields arena, uh, which was fantastic. What a beautiful facility. I, they really, you know, for someone that kind of grew up in that building, um, uh not that building obviously it was the old bison <laughs> yeah, sports old, arena yeah. and uh it's it's just a it's a really high top-notch class facility i did have something happen uh that i've never seen happen in a in a at a wrestling tournament halfway through i don't know the tournament the entire power went off in the entire building it was completely black 
I, uh, I've had it happen where the scoreboards went out or something, you know, a light here or something there. It was black. It was, it was, uh, it was dark. So that was kind of a, an interesting scenario, but, but yeah, it was a great tournament. Uh, well run, um, uh, quite a few, uh, how, you know, how, the, how were the number of fans there? How was, how was that? Yeah, it was, it was like a, any college open, but there was definitely, you know, more North Dakota, you know, uh, fans, you know, you had, uh, St. Mary's played in the state championship game the night before. So there was a number of St. Mary's, well, the Melmers were there. Um, a number of other, a number of other Did you you have know, to local wear a mask? fans that were there. Pardon me? Did you have to wear a mask? Did not. Nope. Okay. Nope. So fans did not. I, I think there was a sign on the door that said that, you know, you maybe wore a mask if you weren't vaccinated. Um, but, uh, there was, I did not, you know, I did not, I did see some masks. Don't, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but sure. it was not a, not a requirement on my side, I guess, but, um, yeah, good, I, I good tournament Fargo's rules were because Fargo is a little bit different than a lot of parts of the state. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, everybody kind of looked ready to go. I mean, <laughs> you know, conditioning looked good. Um, one thing I, you know, we didn't really talk about with the, with the coaches, but one thing, you know, what I'd like to see out of those NDSU wrestlers is, is they really mixed it up. You know, there wasn't a lot of this, you know, pushing around hand fight two to one type matches, not that they weren't in some of those. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm always a fan of, if you're a good wrestler, just, you should wrestle more, right. You should get into more exchanges. I mean, the guy that's, the best guy is going to come out on top more times than not, you know, the more exchanges mm-hmm. you have and, and, and guys like Luke and, and Weber and Michael Weber, his, his younger brother uh, who, who lost a real heartbreaker in overtime and maybe the quarterfinals or semifinals. I don't remember which oh, quarters for Quarter. sure. Um, but he's fun to watch. You know, he, he, he flies around out there and, and Luke Weber flies around all, obviously all the time too. And he, he pinned a, uh, a really tough, Andrew Sparks from from uh, in, uh, from Minnesota in the finals, and I really like that Sparks kid. He's he's a he was a true freshman last year, uh, so obviously he's still a freshman. Uh, right. The way the the way the rules worked, um, and uh, oh, Owen Pence pinned his way pinned his way through the tournament. So that you know that was exciting. So it was fun. It was it was a good tournament. I was I was uh, yeah, it was exciting. I did. Uh, I guess I'm just going to touch on one thing, and then we'll get to Joel's question. Sure. Um, I did go down to uh, Northern State for their duel against Concordia on Thursday night. Northern uh, overall looked pretty good. I mean, they won eight of the ten matches. They lost one in overtime. Got actually that. got get pinned in the pinned in overtime. And that was that was one of those those uh, the Northern kid uh, scored 13 points. Right. Not, not too many, many times you lose when you score 13 points, but uh, he got uh, caught in overtime. He, 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 uh, yeah, no, the, the kid that he wrestled actually looked pretty, pretty good. Uh, I mean, it was, it was maybe a, it looked like it was going to be a, a blowout on the, you know, on the Northern kid that was at 133 pounds and, and, uh, Northern kind of got way ahead and, uh, Ty Altoff, a Watertown, South Dakota yep. kid got kind of way ahead. And then, uh, the other kid was pretty tough. Came came back and and actually, I just watched. Uh, All tops a fireball. I tell you what, he goes. He he is. And and uh, the other kid came back, got pretty tough on top, tied it up 13-13, went in overtime, got a takedown to his back and pinned him. But that but that Concordia kid uh, is a. I want to say he's from New London Spicer. 
uh, Minnesota, but he uh, just tonight before we came on on online, he he beat uh, Cole Jones. Um, wow. Yeah, Minnesota State Moorhead's uh, All-American. Yeah. Now, that was at 133 pounds. I don't know if Cole's going to wrestle 33 or if he's going to go back down to 25, but, um, yeah, it was kind of – it was a little bit of an eye opener. So, but did you get, Northern, did you get I thought, to talk to Rocky at all? I did. I talked to Rocky. Actually, I talked to Rocky on Saturday at the Bison more mm-hmm. more than I did on. Well, I didn't talk. To, I I guess we we talked a little bit after the thing uh, via phone, but second, um, it's kind of secondhand. But how? What did he think? Uh, he thought that uh, they looked pretty good. They needed a little bit of work for, on from the bottom position, uh, which I didn't disagree with them. Uh, but they overall, I thought they looked pretty good. This, it's not that this the lineup that's in there today. I don't believe will be the final lineup, right? I mean, they, they Saul Frank wrestled at twenty five, looked very, very good. Um, looks great on his feet. Um, looks great. Looks good on top. He did not. I don't think he got any turns. Maybe he did. Maybe I'm not remembering one. But uh, he rode tough. Uh, so that's a, obviously an Aberdeen uh, Central kid. Uh, and then we said Watertown kid at 33, uh, 41. Um, another Watertown kid, uh, Robert Coyle, was in the lineup. He lost uh, three to two on a riding time point. Uh, but I, I believe Colton Roth will end up being the 41 pounder. He's just uh, in a weight descent issue. Um, 49, uh, Wyatt Turnquist, uh, winner, South Dakota kid, looked awesome. Just looks really, really good. Uh, 57, James Burks uh, looked kind of back to form. Got a Got a got a nice pinfall, so 65 Caden Moore uh, won a little bit of a closer one than I thought it should have been. I don't know if you know Caden's you know just rounded into shape, but he he uh, he wasn't really ever in danger of losing the match. But he I thought he should have. Yeah, I said Caden, you know, a couple nice leg attacks and um, 74 Kelby uh, um, Oh, Hawkins, Kelby Hawkins. Mm-hmm. So Webster area kid uh, transferred from South Dakota State. Uh, looked looked pretty good. Uh, did not look as uh, solid on Saturday at the Bison Open. He's, uh, the kid's got a ton of talent, and and I think he's uh, if he can if he can just kind of let himself uh, let himself go a little bit. He's gonna he's gonna you know he'll he'll be trouble for some guys as as the we get down the stretch here at 174 pounds, uh, 184. They, uh, let's see who was there. Um, oh, Trenton Kasich, Iowa kid. Tough. He's really good. He was at 97 last year. Thought he looked kind of more like an 84 pounder last year <laughs> yeah. at 97, but he was really good at 97. He's a, he's another freshman. Can you mention, yep. um, at, uh, at 97, uh, was, uh, oh, Cole Haas, South Dakota kid, tougher and hacky. He, uh, ended up getting a tech fall. Uh, in the first period, I think like, you know, 17, <laughs> I don't know, 17 to one or yeah. something. I mean, he was, he really, he's a tough, I wouldn't want to touch. I would not want to wrestle with him. He's <laughs> looks like a lumberjack and is, is tough and mean. And then Josh Trumbull, uh, uh, was in at heavyweight and had a really good match and, and, uh, hopefully they, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. They got also Rocky's got a handful of heavyweights. So, well. Um, they all did the Northern state bulk job. They got guys that were coming <laughs> recruited as, as 84 pounders wrestling heavyweight. So, yeah. um, interesting. So I'll, well, uh, 
I'll let Whoa. I'll kind of let that go. And let's uh, there was a good question there for James lots lots of great questions, <laughs> James. You can answer some as you can because I tell you what, all you guys asking questions, we're going to get to all of them. Because and all you guys, if you haven't seen it there, if you ask a question tonight, I put my email address on there. If you didn't get it, email me, and every one of you, I'll get you a digital version tonight. Sometime I'll get on and I'll email you guys all a free copy of the digital version, which it's a fifteen dollar thing for people out there, so it's a good deal. Okay, so we'd asked the first question I'd asked up there, and was, "Is North Dakota doing a girl state dual tournament?" Now we're not quite prepared for that yet, but James, why don't you fire away on that one? Yeah. So right now, um, the way that we were talking in our in our last meeting was that if there were uh, ten teams that had eight weight classes filled, then it would be something that would be considered. Um, you know, being that this is year one of the implementation. You know, that, that's definitely going to be something that would come from the High School Activities Association. And, and it's one of the reasons why we have this deadline that was set on the uh, women's coaches to have our numbers into uh, our track wrestling by Saturday so that, you know, some of these decisions could be made a lot sooner so we can get that planning phase in. Um, I know for sure out west with the WDA, uh the plan is that with our duels, we're going to pair up with the boys' teams. So, for example, on December 2nd, there's a triangular between Mandan Legacy and Century High Schools, and the girls are going to be running their triangular side-by-side. Uh, side. So we'll have two mats going where the boys are going on one mat and the girls are going on another. Um and we're very fortunate in Mandan right now. I got about 15 girls that are on the team at the high school level. Plus I got uh, three sixth graders that are in the room practicing with us as well. And that's seven through 12 plus my three. So I got, you know, like 18 girls in the that's room. Awesome. Yeah. You know, um, out East, you know, right now looking at track, you know, some of the numbers aren't, maybe all in right now. So we don't know what those are going to be like. So these first two years, we're going to be very fluid with how the duels are going to take place. And so we'll, we'll kind of see, you know, what that holds for us at the state tournament time. Okay. Well, awesome. Okay. Now Jacob Grote has a question, James, where do you see us going with North Dakota girls teams as the numbers grow? For an example, multiple teams for the Heartland duels and in the East and West teams. Uh, James, if I right toward you. Yeah, so one of the things that we did this uh, fall, um, we created a second uh, position for USA Wrestling where we have a youth women's director yeah. now. And so with that, um, because we, we, we're seeing this growth, we're seeing the numbers coming, we're hoping with the sanctioning of uh, high school wrestling that – um, more clubs are going to start to see the girls grow into the into their programs so that we can start to see them at tournaments and things like that. Um, I would love to see multiple teams go to Heartland Duels. Um, but more importantly for me, um, I would love to see multiple teams go with to Tulsa and wrestle yeah. in those freestyle national duels. And, and one of the big things I'm looking at doing is this year taking – a 14U team to Tulsa because 
at junior duels, the girls will wrestle, you know, the first two days of freestyle, same as the boys. And then when the boys go to Greco, there's a 14U division for girls at that same tournament. So I would love to get, you know, a group of middle school girls traveling with us and really start to build that part of it so that these girls get that exposure and then we get them ready to go to Fargo as well. Okay. And how, how about this? Uh, as you see the numbers, I, I like that idea there, but I was supposed to actually mention this also. People don't know this out there and are really getting a girls program, USA Wrestling. We have a, a basically grant program that we have opportunity to give people if they become a USA club because it's part of being part of USA Wrestling. But we have some good money and you can get up to, I think it's up to $3,000 as to, to get equipment if you want you yeah, know, help infrastructure. Buy, yep it's infrastructure for your wrestling team so go to the nd usa wrestling website and it's for anybody that is working that's for it's for girls wrestling we really want to push it and we've got money for usa wrestling to do some stuff so yes. tell, tell people go out there and what i will do is i'll try to set up a link if this video is done over on the, the youtube channel then this video takes a while to progress over and stuff when it's done but for other people coming on later and watching this, I'm going to try to get a link underneath them and go over to that. Also, the, I, I'm developing a USA Wrestling newsletter. And with that USA newsletter, I plan on having a girls section and stuff that's happening in the state. And that's the first issue of that probably is going to come out here in December because we have tournaments. People are going to start doing youth tournaments as we go here over Thanksgiving. Mandan's, in fact, doing one. There's yep. several. So the youth wrestling, we, we promote everything here. So we, we do a lot of focus on high school and college right now. But honestly, there's everything. So I'll try to get more stuff out there. Okay, another question here. Okay. Okay, how will the state tournament look this year? Now, that's still up in the air, but I'll let James answer this. Will it be yeah. split class A, class B, and girls like last year? The plan is not to split it like last year. It's not, it's not the same COVID unless something majorly changes. Okay, right. they plan on wrestling simultaneously. Yep, they plan on running it simultaneously. And so you have the class A on half the mats and class B on half the mats, kind of like the old style, and also add few mats. It's actually what they're thinking of adding another, I think it's four mats. And yeah. it's the way it sounded and have the girls so they can go and maybe extend each one, like as you get done with uh, heavyweights. And then they also, will there be more previous last year? One ticket buys a whole tournament. I don't know that yet. High School Activities Association will control that, and I will, I'll do some research. Uh, last year, tickets, everything was weird. I just want to punt last year. You know, uh, I was completely wore out because it was like doing three state wrestling tournaments over a weekend because uh, we were so separated, and so they're really long days. I forgot what happened. I don't even remember the whole schedule, the way it went. I, so um, I'm getting old, I thought, because I really had to think back on how they ran it last year because we'd watch the A's and we'd watch the B, and, and then we do it again and again, and it's – you know, I got to see more matches, but it's all a blur. But uh, someone asked another question here that goes right along with that, and that's right here, and that is also, is North Dakota girls all one class or two? So we're going to do all one class. I know South Dakota start, did two yes. classes last year. Um, I think Montana followed that same suit, but we, we decided that we were going to do all class. Um, so it'll be A and B girls competing. Uh, again, depending on the numbers, you know, we're going to, is going to determine how we do the, um, the qualifier. So, you know, what would, what it would probably look like is 
Ideally, we want to get the 16 top girls in each weight class uh, to the state tournament. Now, if our numbers had been equal to what we had saw last year, it was going to be more of an open invite and just have all the girls uh, kind of like they did for state for the boys last year. Mm -hmm. um, but looking at our numbers, well, we're almost at 200 girls. Numbers, you know. will, numbers will dictate what happens in the future. As the yep. numbers go up and we can separate, Class A and Class B used to be together with wrestling too. We had go back and tell Class B basically supported Class A for many years, actually, the numbers-wise with attendance. But Class B wanted their own tournament for the boys, but they had to be able to sustain it. And until those numbers are there, we'll, we'll see as that goes, definitely. Right. And, and, and this right here, as we know right now, John, is that the both tournaments we run together at the state tournament. That's, yep. and, and I know no different at that point. And I, and then I think the only thing that was different was they were still talking about maybe doing the duels on Saturday, but okay. other than that, the, the individual tournament would run the course of the week and then Saturday would be the duels. Oh, I hadn't heard duels. Not not for the boys, did they? They would have changed it. That was that was my understanding. I but okay. I don't know. That was that was in the talk of a possible scenario that they were looking at trying to keep that same format okay. that way. I don't know if they were looking at better numbers or. And there's a great thing. South Dakota is going back to one class this year. They they wanted to separate to start, but their numbers also are dictating this a little bit. But I, how are, Joel, maybe you can answer this too. How are they dividing their regions and qualifying in South Dakota this year? Maybe you can help us answer that too, Joel, along the way. I, I will just add that on the uh, high school activities site, it does show the dual tournament on Saturday. Oh, I did not see that. Man, how did I miss that? Okay. Well, that's, that's interesting because uh, we've always had that Friday night, you know, drama of having the duels and having the semifinals which if people know me know that i enjoy the semifinals as much as any round of the tournament it's because it is it is like guess what it's it's blood you know it's it's blood it's like the blood round in the d1s because it's, it's such a big round and and so i don't know that that dual thing going back okay one more question james are you and bismarck bring girls down to rapid city invite so before I answer Joel's question, I just okay. want to add something to you, John. Um, yep. I, I actually like the idea, and, and here's why. If we wrestle the semifinals, you know, and then you get your finals match as well, um, I think you take away from that possible injury that could happen in the duels to a wrestler, you know, Maybe Before somebody, the finals match, you're thinking? If they make the finals? Yeah, you know, instead of going, you know, the final duels or whatnot. Um, I know but a couple years ago when I was coaching, we had a kid qualify for the finals, and um, we ended up having to wrestle in the in the duels right after his semifinal match. And it was one of those things you get him into that finals or wrestle him in the duel and risk getting him hurt prior to his finals, or do you – you know, how do you protect your athlete to make sure he's got a good chance at a individual title? <laughs> yeah, so, and, I love that, that round. And I, that's yeah, and it's I the love philosophy. that round. I love the semifinals. I like going right into the duels. I thought it was as a fan, and actually as a coach, I thought it was. I mean, I thought it was awesome. Um, See, I think I think with, it's old school philosophy of that. It's all about the individual, and that's and that's way beyond what I am anymore. I'm I'm more about guess what? That individual title is awesome, but the team is just as important. Yeah, so I, I, so I, I, I don't I don't think that of it dual as tournament. 
Yeah, is mm-hmm. is awesome. Now, I'm not saying it, it, that if they do it the other way, it's going to take away too much. But I did. I have always really enjoyed that round. Oh yeah. And and I've and I've been on both sides of it. Right. I've uh, come off of you know, come out of the semifinals <laughs> and and had to go into the into the into the into the duels and and you know coming off of a a win you, and then got to go. You faced the same guy one year, didn't you? Oh yeah. The other semis and then back in the finals. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Of the duel. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I remember. Actually, that. we had and uh, yeah, no, we've had all kinds of things, and I've, I mean, it, I've back prior to Billy wrestling, you know, we had the same thing happen many, many times. You know, where we we came out of the semis and and then had to had to go and and get beat up by Napoleon in the finals or, <laughs> you know, something fun like that. But I mean, I, I'm not saying that that's the only way to do it. I'm just saying I really have had enjoyed that round over the years. Mm-hmm. And and I think if Billy was sitting here, he would tell you he would have really liked to have worked wrestled those Saturday duels instead of on the you know the night. But you know he was never healthy at the state tournament, so it was always you know we were always limping through something. But <laughs> he struggled through it. But and, and I, like I said, I see both sides of it too. Yeah. You know, um, but it just pulling off that. But to answer Joel's question, um, yeah, Mandan is planning on attending the Rapid City invite. Um, and I do believe the, the three Bismarck public schools are planning on attending as well. Um, talking with Coach Nolan, um, which is, you know, like for us this weekend, we're actually heading up to Minot for the early bird. Um, we wanted to get a little bit of action in, you know, kind of that, that test for a couple of these girls to see where things are going. And then we're actually, Mandan Lions is going to be hosting um, a girls division this year and so but it's going to be at legacy high school because the numbers i'm seeing coming in with the <laughs> south dakota schools as well as the the north dakota schools that have been invited to it you know we're going to have numbers that are going to be equal to what the boys have and we're going to run the same exact format as our boys tournament so it'll be a you know pool play to start the first five rounds take those and then add it into the brackets for our placing rounds. So really excited about that. I mentioned this to James this morning. If anybody's out there, I can't be at two places at once, but my plan is to probably have the dual or the finals of the Mandan Lions tournament somewhere on and online during it. And if they're doing the same thing over at Legacy, if somebody is filming or doing anything, they can probably contact me through my email that I have on the board here. And maybe we can hook up and you can come on live and give us some updates a couple of times. So it's happening. And just like I'm on this board, it's really easy to click a link and somebody can give us updates. If somebody wants to volunteer to do that, get a hold of me before the Lions tournament. It'd be great to do that. Hey, this all this growth in wrestling is awesome. But I, one thing I did here this weekend that we are running out of referees. Is, wrestling, is wrestling referees. So yeah. uh, I, I, I guess I'm going to put a, going to put a call out there for, for, uh, coach dakota that i mean come, he's back been, out. come out of retirement please no no he's he's oh. he's looking for refs right i mean he you know he's they're looking for, yeah they're yeah they're looking for refs yeah. so i mean anybody that uh has any interest or has had interest in the past and maybe young maybe get involved young and, referees and, and trying to uh get be refereeing in, in the in this sport in this state uh now would be a great time because uh you would be very very well appreciated um, and no one will ever yell at you. Um, <laughs> so it'll be just I fine. I won't. <laughs> it'll be just fine. But no, that's, that's, uh, something you think about 
you got uh, Mandan Lions has, I mean, tournaments like the like the Lions tournaments like uh, the Rotary. Rotary. You're gonna yeah. have all of these. Uh, that's awesome. Great to hear that. Uh, Tate Leducer is gonna be roughing this year. Yeah, I mean that it's it's really important. I mean, uh, if we're gonna be able to keep tournaments uh, rolling uh, for all of the boys and girls that are wrestling. We're gonna we're gonna need uh, referees and I'm and uh, well and if you look at like you know this year a lot of our tournaments are gonna kind of piggyback. You look at you know Minot boys you know the M- or early bird for Minot you know they're adding a girls division. We don't know what those numbers are gonna be. When you look at um, you know the Mandan Lions tournament, you know we had to go to Legacy High School just to compensate for the numbers of both the boys and the girls. Um, you know, Valley city is going to be running their holiday tournament and they'll have a girls division. Napoleon's got their tournament. They're going to have a girls division. And, and for like us, you know, we're looking at having four mats rolling at both tournaments. So you need five officials at each location and referees in Bismarck and referees. Right. You know? And, and so, you know, they brought Dennis out of retirement to, start officiating you know yeah, and kenny wabama yeah we're sending two from the from carrington down to to help so right I, right so there's got to be mean, some more we definitely the numbers definitely need to grow as far as and, and this first two years with the girls divisions you know most of these tournaments will probably piggyback with each other but at some point you're going to start to see that separation because i know south border is going to have a standalone uh, Central Cast is going to have a standalone tournament. You know, at, at some point, you know, you'll start to see standalone tournaments for these girls' tournaments throughout the state, and you're going to need um, officials. Yeah. Hey, Jacob says one of the biggest challenges we have had so far is wrestling room space. Well, we've never been prepared. It's kind of like, guess what? Every school is always built now in Bismarck with extra gyms for basketball. And, and they have to realize that, guess what? You need almost double the space. Some wrestling rooms, centuries had the same wrestling room forever, but now if you add that many more, you need more space. Or you got to figure out practice schedules. I know that. Rotating schools each week for practices, it's not great. The girls, you know, kind of get the raw deal to start because they are moving a lot. It's really challenging. I could see that. And maybe we can remedy that in the future. I, I Definitely. Mandan's building a brand new school, but... Uh, I don't know what, what they'd do if they could find a way to do, to do this. You know, we have to propose it. We have to get it out there, people. Well, and, I, and I know I talked with Coach Weiss and, and Coach Simon and how they're going to develop the Mandan room for the new high school. It, it will be big enough where we can have both teams practicing at the same time. But, you know, right now for us, um, my girls, we're coming in at 630 in the morning. We're going till 745 in the morning. We're doing a, a – kind of a reverse red flag practice with weights and conditioning Monday and Wednesday afternoons. And, and so, you know, the ones that want to do it right now, we're going to find a way. Um, you know, I talked with, you know, Travis, you know, out in Central Cast, and, you know, that's what he did with his girls last year. Now he's made some adjustments for this year, you know, to try to better accommodate. And like I said, I think, not everybody was fully prepared when March came and association said, Hey, green light, let's go. And now everybody was kind of in that scramble mode. And I mean, up until even a couple of weeks prior to the season starting, some of the schools were still hiring 
women's coaches. You know, Jamestown just hired a new women's coach. Uh, and we're, we're going to need more. Right. Exactly. You know, uh, you know, my not, you know, hired Mitch Myers, you know, and, and brought him on as the women's coach. And, you know, so you're, you're starting to see, you know, more of these are coming on, you know, and, and unfortunately like in, you know, Dickinson, I think they had some interest, but they just didn't quite have the numbers to justify. So they're not going to have a women's program this year. Oh boy. You know, at the high school level, um, Wofford city, same thing. They, they just didn't have the numbers yet, you know? And so I think as we start seeing more and more of these schools, what the numbers, then so they can start- participate with the boys though. Is that what they're doing? They, they could. Yeah, they could. But I think they their numbers were at where they had, um, you know, a couple sixth graders and a, and a seventh grader. And the ones that were interested in the high school wrestling, they just didn't have enough to right. justify, you know, Separated. starting. And yet those girls aren't wrestling because they don't want to be in the room with the boys. That, they that, don't want to compete some... with the boys. They want to go and compete with other like athletes. Right. I could see that, but you, you have to have some good friends. I tell all the time, guess what? If you're going to have young girls, have them get a friend because guess what? If you want to wrestle just girls, you have to have a partner. And right. so you make good friends that way. And you can separate yourself out in a practice room as the two girls and still do the stuff the boys are doing as practice wise. Cause moves don't change. No, it's, it's just, it's just a partner, you know, all the, all the other stuff pretty much is the same. So. Right. Oh, you know, that's something that Terry, you know, had taught me when I went to the Olympic Training Center. You know, it doesn't matter. You're teaching wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yep, true. Very true. And like we said before, since we lost our cheerleaders, we have to have a lot more wrestling moms in the future. And this will right. happen. <laughs> it's the growth of the sport. It's awesome. No. So uh, now future for you and stuff for the Mandan program itself. Let's let's talk a little bit about that. Uh you know, as, as you're growing, now you have daughters, and yep. and who are the people helping you out right now with your program? So, um, yeah, I got, you know, I got my daughters. I, I'm relying on um, my parents, you know. Um, I'll wake my son up in the morning and bring him into the room to throw around and demonstrate on. Yep. Um, you know, so he's, he's been helping out, so it becomes kind of a family event. Um, you know, as we continue to grow, I, I'm sure, you know, next year, if I have the same numbers, I'll easily be able to justify bringing in a, an assistant coach. Um, and I've been very fortunate. Coach Steinwan, you know, has, you know, has a couple of his volunteer coaches uh, come over and help me out from time to time as well. So that's, you know, that's been a benefit as well. Um, but we're growing and, and that's, that's the great thing. And, you know, I got a young lady that, I got four returners from Mandan, um, you know, in my group of eight. Non-sanctioned state champ, too. I got one unsanctioned yep. state champ, um, a, a state runner-up, uh, one that took uh, fourth place, and one that took fifth place. I have two seniors in the room. One's a returning senior, and, and in fact, that senior is getting some looks um, at the next level. Um, so they're actually going to be heading over to – uh, one of the colleges in North Dakota to do their official visit. Um, so really excited for her. Um, in fact, she was the only girl from Mandan that wrestled at 
Fargo this year. I'm actually the only wrestler from Mandan to wrestle at Fargo this year. And so, you know, again, that summer wrestling is going to pay off for her oh, yeah. with the potential scholarship. Oh, that is awesome. Definitely. Definitely. Well, I tell you what, we ran to an hour and a half, people, and stuff, and we, we can go on forever. But, uh, Bill, I tell you what, we have some duels coming up this Friday. We got several things happen across the state. Now, I know that Turtle Mount Williston go on Friday. We have a huge tournament in Minot. I'm not, I'll call it a huge tournament for an opening. For an early bird tournament, Minot hosts a pretty good tournament. Carrington goes there. Uh, Velva is there. You have Minot. You have usually Delax Burlington. You have uh, some Mandan girls going yep. there, not the Mandan boys. Uh, so you're going to have girls wrestling to watch. Uh, they do have a junior high tournament there uh, that Friday night. So they kind of get everybody prepared. So it's going to be going in Minot. And get there early parking-wise. There's actually a swimming meet also in Minot that day. <laughs> so in that same gym, they'll be going just a turn around the corner, and you can get to that small pool. And So they'll be busy in Minot there. Uh, who are some of the other t teams you know, Bill? I'm not 100% sure. Well, you know, there's a lot of them that are on the list but don't always end up showing up, you know. but Sometimes Turtle Mountain has shown up. Yeah. Uh, let me think of Girl, mom's ones. got a lot of girls Ken, too. They got Ken about Mary's 20 some girls. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Because what's funny is I've talked to a lot of guys that uh, say this would be perfect for them. Because you know, it they've been wanting something like this forever. And they they were they were some of the first teams to have girls wrestling. Right. I can remember going back to uh to Charlotte's what well, there was a couple of them I should remember their names and one got really close to placing. This goes back, you know, quite a while quite a while ago, early two thousands. And so Definitely. Definitely. I should go on. In fact, let me go on to track just for a second and take a quick peek at what is else for duels this weekend. And yeah, I know before we come on again, probably, you know, next week, uh, Carrington will have their first duel. I think that'll be next Tuesday night uh, versus uh, Oaks in New Rockford, North Dakota. It'll be a, be a home duel for Carrington up in New Rockford. So we got a... Uh, uh, New Rockford senior that wrestles on the Carrington team, Matthew Dukeshire. So um, that will be happening next Tuesday night. I'm sure there'll be a whole full slate of duels that night. So by the time we come on again, we'll be able to talk about high school wrestling results. And that's kind of fun. Um, there's I know, also I college know, results. So. Yep. I know Lisbon's having a junior high tournament this weekend. Oh, yeah. On the, they, on the junior 20, high and JV, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then on the 23rd, there's a triangular Bismarck Legacy and Killdeer. And I'm not sure who the third person is there before you know it. And then I think that is all I see right now on there. But there's going to be a lot of people that are getting ready for that first weekend of December when I tell you what, everything gets going and going hard. Yeah. You know, definitely. And is that Dan Unruh that early this year? Yeah. It's, they, it'll they, be they, that. They, change, they changed that date, huh? I, no, I don't think so. I think it's always been early. Oh, Dan Unruh, that's Wapaton. What am I thinking? Wapaton. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking the Storhog. Oh, Storhog. Nope, Dan Unruh. It's in Wapaton. Yep. I know. All of a sudden, I don't know why in my head I thought I thought Storhog, and I knew the Unruh. I knew that. Nope. Yep. It's the same that's, week, uh, weekend all the time. Yep. Same as the Mandan Lions, and the, usually the Jamestown has their little tournament. And then there's one who's out at Sydney, and so we get going, and then South Velva. Dakota, that, that starts flying. And so we'll talk a lot of wrestling. Uh, any suggestions for people you want to see next week? I've got a couple people on the line. I'm going to get a South Dakota coach on so we can talk as one of them. And then I've probably got another, I got a couple of college coaches that I'm working on. 
I've got uh, a couple D1 I've been visiting with, and it might be a surprise for Bill. I don't want to give it up too early that <laughs> I'm, I'm still still trying to get some more connections. And I tell you what, how about if I got someone like Smith on here? Well, that'd be fun. Smith. <laughs> that would be a good one. I'm, and so I've been working on that one a little bit, and I've been talking to a few people. You never know what I can get there. And, and then we have some other big ones, uh, but always fun. Always fun. And if you have suggestions for some female coaches along the way, uh, Jamestown. We've had Shauna on. But uh, I tell you what, I would, you just got me a list of all those girls coaches in the state, and I took a quick yes. peek. There are some of those guys on there that are coaches that I'd like to get on. I haven't seen them for a long time, some of these guys. And and so we'll have some – we're going to keep – if you have suggestions for girls coaches, anybody wants to get on, I – I still, the Dakota Grappler has some girl stuff in there, but I want to make a big section. As we start getting these numbers up there and people actually have teams, that's, that was the biggest thing of not knowing who has official teams. Now, having a couple of wrestlers here and there, but now once you start getting and you consider yourself, you know, is Mandan have called themselves the Braves still? You can think of different names. Some of these people, South Dakota got girls have different names for them. The Bravettes? No, that's, no, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, we're the Braves. You know, Mandan, yeah. Mandan Braves, I mean, I marketing you know man dead women but um Brittany Meacham would be a great one for Minot State Minot, yep. you know and with her starting up the program and, and coming on board and you know her her backstory is, is neat how she's helped two other colleges you know women's programs get going um and in fact I had her in for fall camp you know I ran a, a fall camp for the girls this year and and we had about 25 girls there and she did a great job and you know, she was she was almost nine months pregnant when she came in while she was demonstrating moves. So it was, you know, <laughs> but she'd be a great one to come in. And, you know, Coach Forty, I know, was on last week and talking, you know, and, and how he got her to come in. So that would be a good one. Yeah, there won't be any more tournaments unless we get more officials, Justin says. Less than 50 in the state that are registered. And if you think about it, we have – we need more and I'll, I'll keep pushing it every time possible. If anybody wants information, you know, Justin, just uh, type it on there and they can get a hold of you or get a hold of high school kids association. They have stuff on there. Uh, you know, we'll help you, we'll help you get going so you can become an official guys. We need more. There's a lot of people out there that are capable of doing it. And it'd be great to give back to the sport. Yes. And Justin, you have a chance to take a look at the rankings. I haven't even mentioned that yet on here. That's I forgot if you guys got five minutes. And Bill, yeah. you might have to do this on your end because I haven't been able to link this up. You'll have to send it to me. No, you go over to my – can you have – just do a link and go over to dakotagrappler.com. Yeah, yeah. And then for the dakotagrappler.com, it's the very second thing on the page where it says Dakota Grappler Class A Rankings Released. I just got the Class A ones done. I got them pretty much done this afternoon. I had them almost done last night, and I was brushing them up. And then I got three different Class A coaches send me their stuff for just who's at what weights. And, boy, there were some switches that I had to make because there are some people at some weight classes that are just loaded now because I had to switch because they said this guy's at this weight, and I had them a weight lower or higher based on what they're certified within track. And – I tell you what, you put a couple state champions together in a weight class, and there's not a lot of state champions back. And maybe Justin could come on and, and oh, take – he had a chance. I, I emailed Justin the, the rankings uh, probably an hour before we started the show, and and it was 
See if Bill could find a way to pop yeah, it up. Yeah, I, I will get her done here. Awesome. I don't have two monitors hooked up, so I have to do it a little bit different, but I can get her done. <laughs> no, we could pop that up for just a second. So in the Class A rankings, I tell you what, the points. The Is it there now? Uh, Nope. Uh, Hold on here. Uh, Let's see. What, I, I know that if tab. I. I got it. Right okay. here. I got it. There How about it now? There it is. I'll add it to the stream. Okay, it's not very big there for people, and he's getting it down there. But as, in fact, if I make my screen full screen, I can pretty much see it. But as you can see it up there, the points are actually really close and tight. And I was kind of surprised even at the rankings of the top six. And, the, and I do my points a little bit different on the first one versus others. But it has Bismarck High at 161. And the second-rate team, based on these people returning, is actually St. Mary's. When has St. Mary's been number two? I tell you what, they've got a great shot. They've got a great team. But I was actually in my head thinking that Jamestown had the returning, but then they, they lost a wrestler that moved out of state. And that, that was about going to be a 20 pointer for him or so, which would have put him right there in that second place. So 20, he'd have been probably a two seed Bowman when he could see he'd left, but there's things that'll switch. And now people have to remember anytime you do rankings, they got to take them as fun, but this are based on returning wrestlers. And I know there were some injuries last year in some places. So as this first week starts going, People will adjust some weights and things will change. But let's take a quick peek at a couple of these weight classes. Now, if you look at 106, that's one that changes the most as the season goes. As it starts, we only have a couple wrestlers that actually participated in that weight last year. Some of these guys got a little bit of experience, but you got to think of last year, people got very few matches the way it was. So it's still, if you had, some people had seven, five, some had, I remember a couple of matches, people having four matches going into stage and less. And now this year, people are going to have 40 matches again. This is going to change a lot. So Nicholas Ensminger is one that uh, is returning at that weight. And so is Griebel. He's returning at that weight. And then the rest, uh, uh, Gizzleback got some time last year in there. Carson Mossett got some time. And so all these guys are experienced wrestlers that are on this list, but guess again, and those will switch as it goes. And I just, I've watched a lot of tournaments over the years in freestyle and watched Mr. Ensminger. He's tough. And if he's going to stay at six, he, you know, he, he's going to be a, you know, a handful for a lot of wrestlers out there. And at 13, we got a returning state champion who's wrestled a lot in the off season. In fact, I think a lot of his life is based on wrestling. You got Springer, who looked good last year. Ben DeForest, who, those three. And Marker, all these guys returning state placers. Uh, Aaron Morris is a state placer. And Gavin Morrell. And the surprising one down there, when you see the BW, a lot of people don't know that. That's the new one out there. That's that's Breckenridge Wapaton. And that Noel last year had several wins in Minnesota, which could translate to him moving up those ranks quick or, or what. I tell you what, Minnesota is always known for their wrestling. Uh, and then you see Jamestown having several number one ranks just based on where they placed last year and being close to the same weight class. Go through that Noah Savage actually went into the state tournament last year, did not place, kind of had, got upset kind of the state tournament, but was the one seed last year going at the state wrestling tournament. So he's up there in those rankings at, at 20. Uh, some of those guys might be up a weight to start. I know uh, Braden Morris will probably be down to 20 later in the year for Century, but he might start at 26. Uh, Tyler Nelson wrestled in offseason. He was down in that at 126. They went down to the Monster Match and stuff down in Denver and participated and got a lot of good matches in there. Wyatt Hansen is a senior. You know, you start looking at some of these older kids. They also, you know, 
it's something about maturity sometimes in some of those weight classes. You see Jamestown having more wrestlers. You know, you have a number one that Grady Anderson was in the finals last year. Caden Dakota, he makes it down to 32 again. He'll be a big 32-pounder and be tough in that weight class. If you look back at it, you actually have two century wrestlers who could be basically fighting each other a little bit. But Brody Furter could probably, he's one of those tall wrestlers, he could probably be a 38-pounder. But then we have a little crossover. It always happens on some teams where... They'll probably Ursuline might be in there later. He's a returning state placer at 38. And, of course, you have one of the toughest wrestlers up there, that Aiden Braun. Uh, you know, lost in the finals last year to a, to a guy in the weight class even above him, LJ Raggio. Um, tough as nails. And really, you see how much he's moving up. He's gotten really big. Uh, Felkley, you know, he's he'd be one of those people. He's pl placed in Class B and in Class A, one of those rare breeds like myself. Class, class B and Class A. <laughs> and then you see, and you can go right down this list, St. Mary's. Now, 152 opened up a little bit with some of these guys getting bigger with Troy Bird, two-time state champion, moving up to 160. And that weight class, that opens it up for Langenfelder, who was a finalist last year, to be actually the top seed at 152 to start. And that weight class, I tell you what, I could have probably seeded 10 guys at 152. And you see another guy from Breckenridge, uh, Wapiton. He's, a, I think he's a returning state qualifier in Minnesota down there. So he could be a surprise. People don't know about him. He's a Breckenridge boy there in that honorable mention down the bottom. We'll see that. I had to make sure to try to do some research on them. Ethan Miller last year wrestled really well, and he's moved up several weights. And based on that, he might be able to be a 40-pounder later in the season. Um, I wasn't sure, but that was on the certification that he was at right now within there. Uh, you look at 160, you got two state champions in there, and you look at Colton. Well, that'll, be, that'll be a lot of bracket. Oh, that 160 is loaded, completely loaded. Uh, that Nicholas Anderson's no slouch. Cutter Jones is phenomenal. He's got the fives, yep. he's got the five seed, and I think he's got a potential to get down to 52. So he could put some more heat in that 152 and 60 is just going to be a barn burner. And you know, you'd think that they'd want to separate. Caden Renner is, you know, just signed to wrestle out at the University of Mary. And that that bracket, I just, every time I, I, I salivate to wanting to watch what's happening in that bracket. And then the 171, you have your state champion, Brock Fedick, who nobody really touched last year. But you got to Drake and Stugelmeyer, who is tough as nails and strong and still, you know, raw. He's really yep, raw. He's going to keep getting better. And he is raw as can be, and he's he is just going to be better uh, as the year goes. I saw a lot of that Jackson Richter last year, who is just going to be a junior this year. I think his his margin of moving up that is very good too, and that helps out St. Mary's in that second run. Uh, then you look down, you know, if you go to 95, actually go over to 82 first, a little bit farther over there. Oh. If you can slide over. Nope, it's on bottom. Oh, the other way. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, and then at 82, Will Post. I tell you what, Fargo, Cheyenne has got a really nice team in there, and they're in the rankings in there, and they've got several places that they can move up in these rankings. Um, I see guys in that in the in the mix that are in that five, six range that can, you know, with experience and get more matches. Like last year, you know, kind of that weird, you know, I we don't know the kind of growth, how much people wrestle in the off season. You know, they didn't get that match time that they normally do. So this is going to be kind of interesting. It's how much work you did in the offseason, I think, for a lot of these guys and the growth that could happen that with a lot of this. this a lot of this could change. Again, Ben Nagel, 
first opportunity. Now he's getting a lot bigger. They've got him up at 195. He was a finalist last year at 170 with any in fact, he's a three-time state placer, and this is the first opportunity to be the varsity guy. But guess what? What happens if if there's another Bismarck guy that comes back? He's probably a 95 pounder who is, you know, coming back from his injury from his calf, returning state champion from Bismarck High, which actually hurts their point total a little bit. Imagine taking a, you know, a two, two three-time state champion, you know, and he gets injured, you know, for a lifetime situation with his calf and see if he can come back. You know, he'd glad to be anywhere put on this team. And then, of course, you see St. Mary's. This Nick Windsor only placed fourth last year, but, man, that's it. This, this is an open area to score a lot of points at the state wrestling tournament in this bottom bottom area here where, you know, it's usually a graduation thing. It's, it's how can you say, attrition by graduation. So those numbers are a little light, so I had to pull guys that didn't get a lot of matches, but some of those guys are only 500 wrestlers. So this is, this is a wake-up call. If you're in this ranking as one of these wrestlers and see this, don't sit on your laurels and wait for something to happen because – you could be off this in a, in a short amount of time. You have to put in the work and get what it does because some of these guys have not placed that are in here and have just 500 records. So those so guys that are just coming on varsity for the first time, you have an opportunity to bump a lot of these guys out in that 220, that 95, a few on the bottom side. Now they got some experience, but in here there's some open areas to, to get some, to make some damage for some of you guys. Um, honorable mention, some of these are a little bit blank because I want to see some some more matches happening out there and then this will change i only kept it to six we place eight at state so this will probably expand to eight and then two honorable mentions as the year goes on and then at heavyweight jacob burkhart you know this is another place where you have two returning state placers and all these guys still are on the edge of that but i saw these guys that are down here have some great matches as the year went and gave both seth gerhardt and burkhart matches i know suda did i know it I know that Jacobson did and Wycombe, they have potential. They're they're big and fast and good kids. So we'll see what happens. And if you notice, I did not change the difference between the rankings in the dual and the individual. Now up in the upper right-hand corner, I did one more thing. And this is also to highlight, I call it my super seven. These are the top seven wrestlers right now in the state of, of North Dakota, which this can also change based on number of state championships and probably doing some nationals maybe i'm gonna get some more criteria and if anybody wants to help me set up some criteria on how i can rank some of this this is pretty cool to make that super seven and i plan on probably having a t-shirt for all those guys that make the super seven this year come to state wrestling tournament if you make this list somewhere on there i'll get you the code grappler t-shirt okay so these guys are guaranteed a t-shirt at the end of the year already okay so something to shoot for maybe if you have a big accomplishment i might have something other little category here where you know, most improved or I'll do something with these rankings as the year goes. I don't know, plan-wise, I'm thinking I'm going to try to get these out two times a month. So this is before the end of the, uh, probably going to do it right after that first tournament and have one right after that. So that first opening weekend, if I can get a rankings out by Wednesday of that week after the Mandan Lions tournament, that's my plan to have the next rankings out. So guess what, guys? Enjoy, you know. And if you have any questions or any anything, suggestions, I'm wide open. I won't take it personal, and I hope you don't take it personal if your kid's not on there yet or is in the wrong place. You know, we can, we can fix it as it goes, and wrestling will prove it. Thank you. I went kind of long there. <laughs> but uh, I I tell you what, I, I just love this time of year. I am I'm excited for the wrestling season to get going and see these guys, you know, really, 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 you know, work hard to – to be the best it can be on the map. Yep. 
And, and so, John, I can send you um, some stuff that I put together from the girls. Side. Okay. And part of it too is waiting on some of the um, more of the numbers to come in and whatnot. But I do have uh, from last year's place, and you know, maybe you and I could work together on maybe do a girls uh, rankings. Oh, yeah. okay, awesome. Yes, we can work on that. Yep. And and I'm right over in Mandan. I can stop over if you guys are having practices over there in the morning or in the afternoon. We can definitely put something together. Yeah, nope, sounds good. Okay. If anybody wants to volunteer and doesn't want to be known doing it or does want to be known, get a hold of me. I'll I'll help you. I'll help you get on right with us. I'll I'll take as many volunteers as possible and go from there. Uh again, wide open for any questions. Are there any questions over there, Bill? On the far side, I didn't check that yet. I kind of no, nope. I think I think that's it. That's pretty good. No, thank you again, Jace, for coming on. You know, we'll do some updates, and I kind of like that you're available to do this because you you know what's happening in the girls' area. I I, I do. I want to thank you again. And plus, I'll right. I'll find a way to get you some stuff. I I sent you a Dakota Grappler. I'll get you. A, I got a I got a shirt for you too. I got a Dakota Grappler shirt for you. I'll bring it over. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I just love it. I mean, just like you guys, you know, I, I love the sport and promoting it. And now with the, the growth of the women's, you know, that's the ultimate goal is to try to grow this so that we continue to have wrestling throughout. So I appreciate your guys' support as well. I mean, you guys do a great job in promoting, you know, wrestling both on the boys and the, and the girls side, you know, you guys have been huge supporters of that over the last couple of years. And so I, you know, thank you. Appreciate that. You're very welcome. So, Bill, any last moment stuff? No, no, okay. we we uh, we completely failed at doing this in forty five minutes. I can tell you that much. <laughs> well, well, here's the whole thing. I have to get a hold of Minot yet. If I can get approval to come up to Minot and maybe do a couple updates, interview a couple coaches, and maybe try to you know webcam the finals, I will get that done. So I'm going to get a hold. If they're listening tonight, feel free to email me. This is kind of my. My request, if I have to get a hold of your administrators or your AD, I can do that too. Not a problem, but I will. I'll call you up there. And guess what? Dakota Grappler live. Enjoy everything. Come check everything out. You know, promote, promote the sport. Share the video. Do what you can. Make sure people get to see what's happening in the state of North Dakota and South Dakota. Okay, guys. We'll check you later. Have a good Thanks, night. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Dakota Grappler Live, your source for wrestling in the Dakotas. Check us out and subscribe to our webpage and YouTube channel at dakotagrappler.com. Now go promote wrestling.